0: Cheers from Wyom Time.
1: The best podcast in the land, Shark.
0: Ooh, that's a (sighs) zesty. I like that. So one week back after our first show. First show was a smash hit.
1: Thank you everybody who tuned in. Got a lot of great feedback. Got a lot of good positive ratings on there. Yep. A few subscribers. Uh, and to all of y'all's feedback, it was wonderfully appreciated. But It'd
0: Definitely be taken into account. Definitely
1: but... taken into account, but we're doing our own thing. You know how a long time is. Just kidding. We're going to come back to those <laughs>
0: ideas. We'll be
1: implementing those, but we're going to keep it to what we know right now. And last week, uh, if you remember, we were doing blunders of the week. No blunders this week. We'll get back to blunders next week. It's been a blunderless week. Uh, like, we, were talking, <laughs> uh, we were talking NHL last week And uh, as we remember The Preds had lost Game One, three-five, yep. And uh, we gave our impressions The next game was coming up the next night uh, Or a few nights later we, So game 2 is upon us Let's take the scenery from there Game 2 in Pittsburgh Bam Auburn right off the bat. Auburn right off the bat. The second-round draft pick. Nashville, 1-0. Uh, strikes first, and people are excited because Nashville needed a quick goal to get back. They felt like this is a big climb. This is a, this is a game to even it up. Yep. Auburn gets a goal. He's a second-round draft pick, and it's very reminiscent of the Game 5 winner he had against uh, Anaheim. Yep. And he's only had a few goals this offseason. He's a rookie, so uh, you just kind of – he is a rookie, correct? Yeah. I want to make sure Yeah, he that. is. Feeding uh, off that, and, but he—he's he, not exactly the Gunsel of the world, but he's—he's he's doing well, and he's
0: really serving his purpose on the press Speaking of Gensel, Gensel answers what immediately Sh- ties it up
1: one-one, and uh, you, you can kind of see why he's talked about so much for this Pittsburgh offense.
0: So at this point in time, two games, two goals for Jake Gensel.
1: Two goals. Uh, oh, we're talking about uh, when they go up two-one. It's yeah. a long, Not long slap shot uh, in the third. To and start it off. Just 10 seconds into the third. Uh, they were really hoping for a big kind of shutdown, maybe at least to kind of neutralize
0: a, it. This is coming off a second period that's just been nothing but defense. You got Renee saved, you got Matt Murray saved, mm-hmm. and then 10 seconds into the third, bam. These goalies,
1: might I add, are really getting their work yep. this uh, playoff season. They are really having to put a lot of hard work into what they're doing because these teams are high-powered on offense. These guys have some shooters, and they are looking to get it in the goal. But uh, So 10 seconds into the third, uh, the Preds are looking to kind of neutralize it, get a good, strong base. They They can't. Another one. Phil Kessel goal
0: right after that. Phil
1: Kessel. But, like, I noticed that that was more of the Preds falling apart and falling down, actually, because uh, Phil Kessel, it it looks like he – Schooled someone out of their skates and made him fall. Looks like he was ju- uh, the Preds defender. I-, I couldn't catch his name or his number. He just fell down in front of him. And from there, he had an open shot at the goal. Bad shot, it looked like. Looked like it was going to go a little left. Uh, he was approaching from the right side. And it uh,
0: gets knocked in there. It gets
1: knocked in there. There's a few Preds falling down all over the goal. Uh, and Renee can't and, find a way to stop I mean, it. It just kind of slides in the sides.
0: So. It already being in the third, you know, they, they got to go damage control. and there's no coming back from that.
1: It, it, and that's where you see a lot of the preds falling apart in this postseason. When the, the games they've lost, it's because they've gone into damage control. That seems to be their weakest. You
0: move to game three. Mm-hmm. They don't ever go to damage control. No,
1: they do not. Uh, like I said,
0: game three, first ever Stanley Cup game in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: And I'm sure it's reassuring. Being in Pittsburgh, you could see Renee's face at the end. They ended up going down four one. Evgeny Malkin schooled the Preds. He had a nice little, nice little charade at the end of game two. And it, 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 Renee was looking, P-P-P-Rene was looking very rough. He was looking like he could not keep up with what the Penguins were dishing out. They actually had to pull him at the end of the game. Yep. Uh, so
0: we're back, action, we're back
1: at game three in Nashville. Like Smashville,
0: Smashville. You should have seen that city. I've seen pictures. They had Broadway shut down. Catfish on the ice. Bam. A few of them, if you don't mind. I actually saw some fans dressed up like catfish. I saw they threw one in game four. I know we're skipping ahead here, but this is funny. Game four, catfish comes on, rolled in a towel, with saw a that. little cowboy hat on and a penguin in his mouth.
1: And it's real cute. That, that, that could have been a blunder. That, that, we're just going to count that as the honorary blunder of the week. Blunder of the week. We're just going to have a picture <laughs> of that that catfish pop-up right about now. Every girl crazy about his me. <laughs> oh, that catfish! God. So uh, we're back at game three. <laughs> Jane Kinsel uh, starts it, it we're, off. We're, no, well, we're let's. We're, it's a historic game, like Drew said. First game in Nashville Stanley Cup history. Yep. A- in Nashville, the country music stars have come out of the woodworks. Literally, you know, bumpkins. Ha. <laughs> they, uh, they are all in the Preds Arena, Bridgestone Arena, to see the Preds put on a show. And Gunsell is the one who draws first blood.
0: That's not uh, what you want to see.
1: No, it's not what you want to see. But uh, we. But luckily, the boys, and I'm talking Kali Yarncroc and Roman Yossi, had it our backs because yeah. Yarncroc passed it to Yossi. Yossi, a very talented scorer,
0: uh, was able to. Put it away. Put it away. Tied us up 1 1. Then, what is it? Is it same period right after? Mm-hmm. You, have, you have Frederick Roudreau, the Agre- cult hero. He took a stretch pass far from back. Uh, it came from beside his own
1: goal. Uh, he's way, way on the Penguin side of the ice. Uh, grabs it and is able to just put on a little bit of a spectacle and puts uh, the Preds up 2
0: 1. And then that's, that's when you see that the Penguins are starting to get a little worried.
1: I wrote down confusion because that's what was happening around the goal. James Neal. James Neal. Uh, with uh, 22 seconds left in the second period. Not a lot of time. They were hoping probably that we could just get through this period, get back to the third. Maybe start it off like they did the third of game two. But okay.
0: uh, but then look, here comes James Neal skating down the ice. Got a bunch of people falling in front of the net. Again, this is reminiscent of the Phil Kessel goal. Confusion.
1: Over there. I, it is, but it's, on the, it, it's really working for yep. the home team this yep. time, as it worked for the home team last time. This time, just, different homes. Uh, and uh, a cluster he, in front of the net But Phil Kessel seemed to bounce in Because of the Preds' confusion This just seemed to be James, James Neal, Neal taking needed advantage. no help Yeah, he, he took advantage of the situation at hand so, uh, yeah, he that was, was, He's the long shot sniper That was exciting to see Yes he is It was exciting to see with 22 seconds left in the second and Put you, the Preds at 3-1 And you got, three. you got
0: Renate making these huge stops he's, One after another after another
1: Which is reassuring to see Because like we said earlier he was looking flustered. He was looking worried, like maybe he was a fish out of water. A callback huh. call to the earlier episode. He was the catfish out of water because, but uh, like I like Drew saying, he really started picking up his performance. And Matt Murray on the other side of the goal or other side of the ice is not doing a bad job, mind you. Some of these goals are making it in, but these Preds
0: are shooting high, high velocity. A lot of fast pucks coming in. I mean, and then they had a couple more goals at Craig Smith, you know. Craig Smith,
1: if, Mattis Ekholm, uh got his first playoff goal at the end of the uh, game with 6.50 left, uh, 5-1 Preds. end up capping that one, what, 5-1? 5-1 was the final total of that game. Two days
0: later, game four. Game four, we are excited. The Catfish back on the screen. There he is. Headline <laughs> of the game: No Jake Gensel goal. No
1: Jake Gensel goal, which is a blessing to the Preds because they have been having a hard time stopping this young kid. Yep. Uh, so the Preds strike first. Uh, Yarncroc comes in and he—it was a busy goal, but it was 5:09 left in the first, and there was a lot of uh, piling up going on. He's able to skate one in right in. One go, one nil for the Preds.
0: Then. Mm-hmm. Follow that up with uh, Sidney Crosby, Sid little, the Kid. Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby. He had some nice puck work. Little breakaway action comes in. A little side. Oh, there goes Matt Murray. But no, you know I'm, the, there goes Pecorino dropping my He bag, thinks
1: Pe, Pecorino thinks the puck's going in, passes it back.
0: Bam. Slides drop. it behind the skate. Yeah, it was
1: uh, It was nice to see as someone who likes to see a, a pretty goal, but as a Preds fan, Yep. tough one. Tough one. Uh, Goudreau really, right after again, Goudreau right? Goudreau with a very talked about goal. Scored
0: his first goal, first playoff goal, I believe, in the first game of the Stanley Cup. I didn't realize that. Yep. I didn't realize that. Yep. That's
1: exciting. Uh, so he's actually doing a lot for these finals. Uh, he's really helping to press that you
0: see, You see him score that goal. They go up. Uh, it, then it goes into damage control, obviously, you know, for the Penguins.
1: Damage control. Uh, they started trying to... Pick up the pace. It was a little bit less about defense. It was a little bit more about trying to get that puck past Rene, Maybe get him flustered. But on hey, his... you almost
0: saw him get it past him.
1: Yeah, and you did. Uh, 11 minutes left in the second. The uh, Let the bodies hit the floor. The doorstep save, Pecorine. And the, these are all Penguins players at the goal of Pecorine. And he is diving over them. Superman, you... He is diving on top of these people, doorstep, like Drew says, to keep these pucks from sliding in. Really impressing the Preds fans. It gave him something to cheer about.
0: Yep. And we'll be in that game. You had a couple more goals by the Preds. Victor Arvidsson. Uh, Philip Forsberg Phillip with Forsberg, the empty netter. He had
1: a big open goal, and that was pretty much how we capped off game four. Uh, 4 1 was the final total of that. The series is kept up at 2 2. All even. We're heading back to Pittsburgh. When? Thursday, 8 o'clock. Thursday at 8. Make sure you check out the Preds and Penguins action. Go Preds.
0: Uh, Moving from the NHL to the NBA, another championship series going on. It's
1: really an exciting time to be a sports fan because we have two, count them, two different finals going on. And might I also add, these are some highly exciting finals, not just the NHL, the NBA as well. Uh, Last week when we left off line time, we were about to start, one day away from game one of the Cavs and the Golden State Warriors. We made some bold predictions Good. on a time, Drew. Let's remind I, the people what those predictions were.
0: I had Cavs in six. Mm-hmm. He has Golden State in seven.
1: Looking like we're both going to be wrong. Looking
0: like it might be Golden State in four this year. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, we said the – Drew made a bold prediction saying the sweep was imp, not going to happen this year. You, Our buddy Sergio's got something to say about that. Shout out, Sergio. He said, he said Golden State in four, the sweep. So we'll see what happens. Game
0: uh, one headline.
1: Where were the Cavs?
0: Where were the Cavs? And some guys uh, showed up for the first half. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were the Cavs, but those guys were out of the building. In the second, half. first half, first uh, first quarter ends
1: 35-30. Uh, Golden State 35, of course. Uh, and Iguodala hits a three to close it. So it was really about 32-30. They kept it close. The second uh, quarter was 57-50. Golden still, State. still not awful. Not awful, but you saw the score. If you were looking at the numbers, you would think. Well, no, we're not out it's not terrible. No. But what we saw in the second quarter was the defense of the Cavs really, really playing some poor. I I mean that's when Durant started finding open lanes. And they started playing just, that old Swiss cheese defense. It was yeah, there were holes everywhere <laughs> in it.
0: And I'm not talking Dunks, baby Swiss.
1: <laughs> Dunks City is what I wrote down because that was what Kevin Durant was putting on in the second quarter. He was finding open lanes. And Everywhere. this
0: this game not even close. What did you say the final score turned out to be? Final
1: score turned out being one thirteen to ninety one. And you've got Edwards.
0: LeBron this time with the near triple double: twenty eight points, eight assists, fifteen boards. I've got that. Uh, fifteen. How many assists did you have?
1: Eight? I have eight assists. Eight assists. Fifteen boards. Yeah. And Kyrie Irvin had 23, 24 points, three rebounds, and two assists. So between the two of them, they have what fifty two points? That's yeah. That's a. It's pretty good for the big two. Here's
0: the problem. Whole, you. Go ahead. You can't win this game
1: with 20 turnovers. 20 turnovers. Uh, the turnover percentage for the Cavs was 19.6%. 16 turnovers more than the Golden State Warriors had. Golden State had four. You are not going to beat a team that likes to shoot the basketball. With that many turnovers. With that many turnovers. There had to be. And it, it, it was rough Look, Of course, we're at Golden State. Uh, you know, maybe the home crowd. Dub Nation's playing a little bit of a factor into this. The Oracle. This. Uh, the Oracle Arena. It's a really impressive place. Uh... One thing that I wanted to point out about game one, Tristan Thompson. Where was he? Is he with Khloe Kardashian? Did he dress out? Did he yeah. dress out? Did he come? Was he even there? Because my stats say zero points and four rebounds. Tristan Thompson, uh, he's not one of the big three. You know, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. But well, you got to have Florida. somebody outside
0: of that big three step but up. But this
1: guy is, I mean, he's the Patrick Beverly of the, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> He's someone that doesn't get a lot of recognition, yep. but someone that definitely is supposed to contribute and help out. And he did not show up. What about KD? All. KD.
0: 38 points.
1: Eight rebounds, eight assists. Wow.
0: They're doing this with no Steve Kerr on the sideline, might I add.
1: I, I'm wondering if Russell Westbrook's looking at KD in game one, saying, Where the hell were you last week, or last year, KD? Because we could have beat Golden State. We were up 3 1 last year. And we could have put the nail in the coffin if you get played like this. But nope, nope, did not. You play might it. put the
0: nail in the coffin of the Cavs. We'll see.
1: Uh, Dunk City is what I'm calling Kevin Durant's game. Sniper is what I'm calling Steph Curry's game. Do you have some stats on that?
0: Steph Curry, it got a little Curry, twenty-eight points, eight assist action going on, and
1: six rebounds too. He actually, is that's something to pay attention to is the amount of rebounds the small Steph Curry is getting in this finals. We'll get a little bit farther in game two. Got something to point out there, but uh, here's a stat you might not have noticed. Okay, the Golden State Warriors got twenty-four from the bench. What do you do against that? Twenty, You give up What, do you got overs? Harrison
0: Barnes on the bench, Still mm-hmm. No, Harrison Iggy Barnes is not he?
1: Yeah, Iggy. How do you give the – wasn't he the finals MVP one year? Because he – or uh, – I don't know. I believe he was. I believe he was the finals MVP when they beat Cleveland because he was the main factor in stopping yep. LeBron James before okay. Kevin Durant got yep. there. Uh, you. And Pachulia, you know how I feel about Zaza Pachulia. He had some ugly, ugly shots that somehow found their way in. He ended up getting uh, 8 points, 6 rebounds. He actually played a pretty good role in that. What I noticed is that LeBron's post-game interview, he said, we protected the three-point line well. And that's true. They did. They did. There was not a lot of shots from the three-point line on the Golden State Warriors. Drew, tell the people where the Golden State Warriors were shooting from. Inside. And behind yep. the three. I mean... They were way out there. I'm calling Steph the Sniper because... He had that de- gemmer range. Golly. I mean, it's like he was putting on a...
0: It felt a little Harlem Globetrotters-esque to me, the show that was putting on in I mean, Oracle you, you move, Arena. You move in to game two, game two. And it starts out, Cavs look good. They have to look good because they... This is all about momentum. I, I thought to myself halfway through the first... I thought to myself halfway through the first that... We might see a game here. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Durant, uh, a couple of things about the first and second quarter. The Golden State Warriors were up 40 to 30, 34 to end the first. Durant hit a long three. The second quarter ended with Golden State Warriors 67 to 64. With uh, Irving, he had a really fast layup yep. right at the end. I mean, he kind of just, and that was good to see his hustle on that. I think we're both kind of rooting for, I know we're taking a break from the facts, but. We're both kind of rooting for Cleveland right no, there, no. Right? I know. I mean, want to see him win again. I want to see another LeBron James ring. You don't want to see I him? do. Okay, well, here's the reason I want. I don't root for the super teams. It's hard to do that because they kind of make themselves the villains. We talked yeah. about this. Who's the hero last week? The villain is clearly Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors. They've created a super team to battle LeBron James. So we would like to root for LeBron James. Uh, Game
0: two didn't really have anything major to add. I mean, you have you have Curry. Actually, one thing. Curry did have his first triple-double of the postseason. That no, was very impressive. Uh, Curry,
1: in which is – he's not really known. He's a two-time regular MVP. Second time he was unanimous. Yep. yep. Uh, in his postseason, people have actually been saying, hold on. He's kind of lacking a little bit. Maybe right. that's why they added Kevin Durant is because goal- uh, Steph Curry could not get it done. But he is really playing – Durant's the headline of what's going on on Golden State. Curry is
0: that very, very strong He's guy, the exclamation point.
1: Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, he, with 32, 10, and 11, big numbers, big triple-double for Steph Curry. Even um,
0: on a losing team, though, LeBron had another triple-double, tied him with Magic Johnson for most in, most in finals history with well, eight.
1: And I, I, that's impressive. I didn't realize that yep. was a stat. I didn't yep. know he's tied him up. That's actually pretty interesting. Uh I noticed that King James was attacking the rim in the first half. Well, he, he had to
0: because the Cavs shot three for twenty from three I'm in the glad, first half of that I'm, game. I'm glad you have that stat because it was not good.
1: Second half, LeBron is hitting a few threes, and I guess he just kind five of... five
0: for nine. The the whole
1: team went in the second half. He, I, I guess, he just kind of fell out of his groove and thought maybe we can outshoot these guys instead of trying to LeBron James them, King James them up. Popping another land shark. Let's get Here that started. Long time. Long time. Start it up, baby. Uh, Cheers cheers. King James was attacking And started shooting the threes in the second And You're wondering why aren't you doing what made it so Kept you in the game in the first half I mean they, it was a close game like it was on game one But and it, They looked like they were playing better honestly There wasn't as sloppy defense Tristan Thompson had 8-4-1 uh, Kyle Korver got 8 points Messed around and got 8 points Kevin Love 27-7 Zero assists Seven rebounds. Good numbers there. No full court chess pass from Kevin Love <laughs> this time. Uh, I love to watch it. LeBron actually had a steal from a pass inbounds from Steph Curry mm. and drove it into the... Yep. That, that was a nice little play.
0: I mean, you know, what, game three is tonight, I believe, isn't it? Game three is either tonight or tomorrow. Least, I believe it's tonight, it's Wednesday. Tonight. Yeah, because we've got uh, Thursday, Sunday, uh, Wednesday, Saturday. 8, 8.30. Well,
1: but here's what, here, a little takeaway. We doing okay? A little takeaway. (laughs) Doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Doing (laughs) good. Looks like you're having troubles over there, bro. (laughs) Got a little happy with the lime. (laughs) A little little lime happy here on Lifetime. LeBron kept both of these games alive for the Cleveland Cavaliers as long as they were alive. Uh, But KD pulled the plug on that live support because he is... Slim Reaper, what you called him last week. Yep. I like that nickname. It's the first time I'd heard it. I don't know. Really? I thought you'd come up with it. No, that it. was on, so,
0: on ESPN a while back. <laughs> let's just go ahead and steal
1: that one from Lime Time. That was good. But
0: game three, got to have those Cavs fight back. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, we got to say, let's take a break. We're coming back with NFL Draft and NFL offseason moves. That sounds like a good time to me. All right. Coming back. Lime Time. time. <laughs> Welcome back, back from our Lion break. Time. Feeling suave, looking good, feeling Suavecito right. again,
1: guys. Pick up that. Brought to you by Landshark. They're not paying us. Home of the Limes. But Jimmy Buffett has pretty good music, so I bought it. Pretty good beer, too. Don't drink it when it's hot. Tastes mm. like metal. Mm-hmm. Don't. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> but, what, but what we're going to move on to now,
0: we had NHL today, we had NBA today. No blunders today. No blunders. Well, there was that one blunder. But... Yeah, yeah, that was a blunder. But We'll go on the and we'll go into NFL draft. We're not going to do it all, but we're going to do some notable picks from the first round that we
1: got. Notable picks. I'm sure we will have, a little bit towards football season, we will have a full NFL show. 20 to 30 to 40 minutes if we're feeling froggy that day. Uh, we'll we'll give our major takes of what's been happening on the offseason. But we wanted to talk NFL. I am a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. Dak Prescott represents... <laughs> And my boy Drew is the Chiefs Nation Arrowhead baby. They're a tough team to play.
0: See, now let's let's jump right into this yes. draft here.
1: So we remember the night. It was exciting. A lot of, lot of hustle. You knew where they were going.
0: The first pick, most likely, but after that, it was a toss up.
1: Well, Philadelphia. Uh, it was held in Philadelphia. Yep. There was a little bit of confusion as who was going first, but it was kind of well known. I think it was a bit of a smoke screen of some to kind of draw people away.
0: So for our first draft notable, let's start there then. First pick, Miles Garrett out of Texas A&M. Miles Garrett, Texas A&M, drafted S- by the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. 6'4", 272 DN with 464 speed.
1: The first thing that and it goes farther than there. We don't have the full stats, but uh, I remember his vertical being impressive, I remember his bench press being impressive. They said the measurables were off the charts with this kid. Drew how did you feel about him at Texas A&M? Did he pop off the screen to you?
0: Yeah, you know, I kind of feel how he did. How Warren Sapp said it. Warren mm-hmm. Sapp said, "Why would you wish your first round or your first draft pick on a kid who makes four to five plays a game?" I understand that,
1: and that's how I felt. I would watch Texas A&M play, but those
0: plays he made were big plays. Yes, They were,
1: but then you got to remember—you can't rely on them. No, it wasn't. It, it, he well, he didn't seem as consistent. Now he's probably saving himself draft stock, making himself sure a little Javian Clowney action. He, well, he didn't want to pull a uh, Jalen Smith. Who got drafted by the Cowboys? He was supposed to be a top round draft pick last year. Ended up getting hurt in the Fiesta Bowl, uh, tearing his having some nerve damage in his leg, tearing an ACL, and he ended up getting picked up in the second round by the Cowboys. So, boys, he should be playing this year too. We'll get Miles
0: Garrett. Give him a draft grade.
1: Eh, I give it a B plus. I think he's I think he's going to make big plays. I I gave it a little
0: better. What'd you give
1: him? A minus. -minus. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you. I want to see how he does before I upgrade him to A. Yep. Uh,
0: but uh, he just got raw talent. I think they can. There's a lot of pick up
1: them. in Cleveland. They also got Jabril Peppers. A lot of big picks ups coming in Cleveland. They're going to be a team to watch this year.
0: Next big pick, number two. The Bears traded for this pick from, I believe, the 49ers. Oh,
1: my Lord. And they were the third pick, too. The mm-hmm. Bears had the third pick, traded up to the second pick
0: for Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback, University of North Carolina. And, was he worth
1: a trade-off? Oh, Lord. Well, you remember it as well as I do. Uh, the Mitchell Trubisky craze caught on very late, very close to the draft, yeah. almost
0: weeks before. Two or Said his pro day was one of the best.
1: Yeah, and I saw the kid on Gruden's QB camp. He likes football. Let's just say that. Uh, and he had some decent stats. He had some decent uh, switcher, Swisher. What, swisher? What was his receiver's name? Swisher. Swisher? Yeah. Swisher? Swisher? Uh, he had some good... He ended up going to the Cowboys. Uh, he's going to be a little Cole Beasley-type action.
0: I'm going to like to see that going on. You know, Trubisky was uh, signed in college originally as a dual threat. Really? Yep. Well, and, and you can kind of see that, but... He's got quick feet in the pocket. Here's it, the problem, though.
1: Is he pro-ready? Well, and that's another thing. None of All of these dual-threat quarterbacks... Uh, I hate bringing up the Cowboys so many times. Dak Prescott... Uh, yeah, uh, even Tim Tebow at the time. You remember him? He was the mm-hmm. dual threat. What's he going to do? Wildcat. He used to do a ton of. Let's think about this one. Um, the they always go into NFL saying they want to be a pass first quarterback because that's what the NFL calls for. You're not going to make it ten years down the line being a dual. I've got an interesting
0: stat right here for Trubisky. Good. I think it was 80 percent of his dropbacks in college were out of the shotgun. Really. And they said he looks downfield too many times, so mm-hmm. he's not seeing that pressure come. He got sacked a decent bit. And
1: I mean, he, or was just running, scrambling around. A lot. We've both done the eye test. We've seen. Uh, we're going to get a little bit farther into this. There's a quarterback coming up that definitely passed the eye test for us. We're going to talk about that. But did he pass the eye test for you when you're watching North Carolina no. play? Are you thinking, no. well, this is a kid that's got to go? Is he going to go first overall?
0: I, I don't know. I see more potential. I know this is a homer pick, but I'm going to go ahead and move on. I see more potential out of the number 10 pick by the Kansas City Chiefs they Mm -hmm. traded up to get. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech. Big pick. Gunslinger. I like the kid. 6'2", 225. A little reckless. Athletic build, but he can move around. And he
1: has one fun fact about him. If you're going to a trivia night, that boy can bomb it 70 yards Matt Mayock?
0: Mike Mayock, you know, on NFL Channel? Mm -hmm. Said. He's got an arm like Favre, but so let's it, hope he doesn't throw that many interceptions.
1: I mean, uh, Favre made it fun to watch, though, didn't he? He did. Uh, I saw him on Gruden's QB camp, one of my favorite uh, channels, one of my favorite ways to see the new talent coming up, the new quarterbacks coming up, and you could it, the, the Favre comparisons were unreal. They called him the gunslinger because that's what he plays like—a yep. gunslinger—and it's so exciting to see that kind of uh, explosion and passion on the field while. It's show it's Showtime, yep. it, and we like it here online, John. We like yep. that kind of player. Let's and Drew being the Kansas City Chiefs fan. Loves that kind of player. He's a big Alex Smith fan, uh, so much so that he dated a girl named Alex Smith. <laughs> hey, Alex. <laughs> uh, but we see uh, Pat Mahomes taking it to another
0: level for them. And definitely with that defense, I see some big things yep. coming for them. Let's speed through these next two. Got it. Eagles. Eagles. 14th pick. Derek Barnett out of Tennessee, the sack master, 6'3, 259.
1: Tell me about it. I'm not a Rocky Top fan, Drew.
0: Well, but old Rocky Top, he had the he has a sack record. Sack record. Sack record. There's Most some, sacks. There's in his been career. some
1: big defensive players coming out, some big homeboys coming out of Hometown boys they coming out. They said
0: that he's quick to get off the line, got fast hands, but his problem? Gets too antsy, jumps, doesn't have discipline.
1: Uh, and but you're hoping that comes with that. Yeah, you
0: you think as he grows up and these NFL coaches, you know, they're not playing around. He's They're going to straighten this kid out.
1: I'm going to hate to see what he can do to my – I'm hoping he stays away from Dak. Let's just say that because the Eagles are looking tough this year. They've got Alshon Jeffries. Carson Wentz has got a few more options. And if they build up that defense, they could be a real force in the NFC East. But moving on.
0: Let's go NFC South. Mm -hmm. Bucks. Bucks. 19th pick. Mm -hmm. O.J. Howard, Alabama, tight
1: end. Ooh, great pick. Jameis Winston is starting – you remember last year they had all of – they had a very hot defensive streak. A hot streak five games in a row One, They were thinking that this team could really make a good playoff run later on. Uh, famous Jameis, of course, ended with, what, 5,000? He did something, it again. Something it, crazy. Some, he, his second year of having an amazing amount of yards.
0: O.J. Howard is an animal.
1: Mm-hmm. He it,
0: hasn't had, like, Jameis hasn't had that tight end he needs. No. He's had, was it Austin Brait, mm-hmm. uh Or Connor Braight, whatever his name is. Um, then he had Austin Severian Jenkins. But now he's getting O.J. Howard, 6'6", 251, still runs a five or four 540.
1: Uh, it's going to be a huge asset. You're going to be looking for a type of Jimmy Graham-type impact from this player. Jimmy but Graham, like, we
0: might even see a Gronk-style player here. That's the what game. I'm thinking
1: uh, because it seems like he's going to be a fit. A lot of the receivers on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are young. I
0: give that draft rate an A. It was an
1: A-plus for me. Uh, Mitchell Drabisky, I'm going to go ahead and give that a B-minus. I'll go ahead and bump it up to C-plus. I don't like that pick at all. What was the other one? Mahomes. Mahomes. I'll give Mahomes an A. Uh, That's a good thing. Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. I'll give it a B.
0: Now, we're doing this for the the Eagles. Thank you. Cowboys. Number 28.
1: Now, it's a Wednesday, but I'm feeling like it's a Taco Tuesday. I'm talking Taco Charlton. This boy is exciting to me. Now, we talked about how Miles Garrett, did he pass the eye test? We both said.
0: Kind of.
1: Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton passed that eye test for me. I can't agree with you. Uh, uh, Irving, I believe that David Irving was their defensive end for the Cowboys last year. He ended up having a few, a lot of key big plays at the end. People thought he's going to be a star. Kind of fills it out. I don't hear anybody talking about him. I'm still a big fan. I hope he's still playing for the Cowboys. I, I know off-season trades, we're losing a lot of uh, Lance Dunbar and things like yep. that, but Taco Charlton reminded me of being a defensive defensive end, right? Yep. I want to make sure I get that He's right. He's a
0: prototypical player. I mean... 6'6", 277.
1: Wingspan, baby. You know I love it. Being able to... The highlights I saw from him coming out of Michigan, engulfing quarterbacks and swinging them around. He is a big boy that we are
0: going to love Here, here, the here is me playing devil's advocate for you here. Yeah, thank you. He played... One season at mm. Michigan. I know. Sat, why was he on the bench? I
1: have one thing to say about that. ham Newton only played two seasons at Auburn.
0: Or was it one? It was one. It was one. And he was the first-round draft pick. You're right. See, I think those are some notable ones. Go ahead and draft grade that for us. Dra- Taco Charlton? Taco I'm giving Char- him an A+. Plus. a I like plus. Taco. The name? Great.
1: Uh, I can scroll. I'll give that you a dollar out.
0: if you can pronounce his real name.
1: Oh, Lord. What is it? Lomini? Nice, don't even know. I'm sorry, I was uh, <laughs> that's bad. I just gave I didn't I don't know what it, I thought his real name was Taco, I'm sorry to say this. That name excites let's, me.
0: Let's go from draft now
1: mm-hmm. to
0: off season moves. Yes. Yeah. Back to the NFL. We're going off season moves here. We mm-hmm. talked draft, we're going off season moves.
1: Off season, uh, we have one thing. That really stood out to us. Last season, we all remember what the massive deal was in the offseason. Houston, Texas picking up Brock Osweiler from the Denver Broncos for... I don't remember the sum. Many, many, many millions. Many millions. Something stupid amount that they should have paid Brock Osweiler. Even though he had a great 2015 season, he helped out a lot in the playoffs. Uh, But he did not produce well. Tom Savage ended up being more of a name... (laughs) Which was shocking to me. I like Tom Savage, though. He seems like he's going to be a good player and for And so reason.
0: the Texans said bye-bye to Brock Osweiler. And it was exciting because... Shipped him off
1: to the Cleveland Browns. We spent a lot of the early months of the year talking, oh, wow, they really dug a hole for themselves. But they were able to get rid of Osweiler. Yep. And honestly, that made a lot of big moves for the Romo. There was a lot of talk about Romo going there before then. Uh, but then when they saw that Osweiler left, of course... It, it, it kind yeah. of just—it was rough. So he ended up going to Cleveland, uh, so, trading a um, hefty sum. They ended up paying Cleveland, I think, to fucking take him. <laughs> they
0: <It, it, laughs> gave him a second round pick. I know that. I can't remember what else they gave
1: him. Well, they, uh, they ended up using that. I wonder if it was this year's second round pick or not. They uh, Cleveland has got 22 picks over the last next two years. I can't believe that. Uh, I mean, that talking includes, about rebuilding—that includes the picks they just had. But I mean, that's—you can pretty much build a full offense and defense with all those picks. You can 100, 11-11.
0: You move, you move from Osweiler. That was a big one. Martellus Bennett, no longer a Patriot, to the Packers. Helped win a Super Bowl.
1: Actually, I think he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. If I if I do recall, okay. uh, big play in the Super Bowl. Now he is a Green Bay Packer.
0: Aaron Rodgers to Martellus Bennett. We're gonna hear that plenty of times this year. I hate
1: the Packers. I hate the Jordy Nelson. I hate Aaron Rodgers. They beat the Cowboys every time we have a shot at the playoffs. What was that throw? Halfway down the line, to, What was it Crosby that caught that one on the sideline. I mean, every time you see Aaron Rodgers breaking away, I'm sorry I'm getting away from the offseason no, 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 here, no. but I'm, I, it ticks me off. It's Tart. Sorry about this. That's Tart. Nah. Hey, that's, I'm getting salty. I had to calm the Tart down. I I hate to see Aaron Rodgers break away out of the pocket because I can guarantee what's going to happen. He's going to make a throw downfield to an open receiver. And it's going to get 50 yards. They ended up beating the Cowboys. With a field goal, we iced them, made that one 50-something yards, 56, something massive. Then they end up hitting the next one. Packers go to the, what, advancing the How many times are we going
0: to hear Rodgers to Martellus? Oh,
1: God. You know, they've got Jordy Nelson still. He's definitely a player, but fifteen. Yeah, that's ten to you're fifteen. Think, you're thinking that. You're talking touchdowns, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers had big touchdowns last year. I think ended with forty, maybe I think it was in the forties. Uh then it's gonna get a lot of I'm gonna say twelve, just to kinda okay. just a low ball a little bit. I think he's gonna be looking at some different receivers. I know how Aaron Rodgers works.
0: Let's yeah. move away from Green Bay. Got it. Let's go over to a team that rivals your boys. The New York Giants.
1: Jesus, what is this kind of show you're setting me up on? I, <laughs> I, I hate all of these teams you're making me talk about. New
0: York Giants signed Brandon Marshall. Oh, you mean the team that beat us twice last year? Yep. Odell Beckham Jr., one side. Brandon Marshall on the other.
1: Well, I've got one thing to say about that. Eli Manning in the middle and a bunch of defenders he can throw to as well because that boy loves throwing interceptions. Uh, sorry, Eli, I don't like you very Good much.
0: Good signing, bad signing.
1: Great signing. All right, well, I can't. I can't not. From an unbiased standpoint. Obviously. Unbiased. I mean, as a as a sports fan, great signing because let's not pretend like uh, the Giants' defense isn't here to play. Um, Janoris Jenkins, Jack Rabbit, as Shannon Sharp likes to call him, that boy might be the best cornerback in football. I'm saying that right now. I know there's a lot of big names in there. Jack Rabbit's, He's he puts cuffs on people, locking them down. Um, Great signing. I give that A-plus for grading it
0: because wow. he
1: was doing nothing for the Jets. The Jets are not going to That's the playoffs. That's
0: making me want to invest a little bit in Eli Manning on my fantasy team this year.
1: It makes sense, uh, and it makes you want to invest less in Odell Beckham Jr. because yep. you're thinking he's going to be getting less Putting chances. him up with Brandon Marshall. Exactly. Now, but not, I, hold on, I want to bro, say you something got this, about this, you got this, this. Yeah. this is you. Uh, I want to point out, there was a period I was nervous about this Giants team possibly beating the Cowboys as first in the NFC. I no longer feel so strongly because Victor Cruz was traded to the Chicago Bears.
0: Gone.
1: Yeah, so that really, with having Victor Cruz, Brandon Marshall, and Odell Beckham Jr., that's a powerful receiving yep. trio. I'm terrified of that. I'm terrified of the two that they have now, but I thought it was overkill before then. It was exciting to see him go to the Bears. They lost Alshon Jeffrey, so it's going to be a good pickup for the Bears as well, getting uh, Victor Cruz, the salsa king.
0: Now let's stray out of your conference here. Mm-hmm. And let's move to what I believe is the biggest offseason move, and I think you're going to agree with me here. Marshawn Lynch out of retirement to the Oakland Raiders. Uh,
1: in, in the time, in views, in clicks, in excitement, and in actual productivity. I think this is probably the best move in football. A-plus. Um, A-plus plus.
0: plus. A plus, plus. plus. Get, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Marshawn can three pluses.
1: Yeah, three pluses. I, we don't do S-gradings here. We do A-plus plus plus.
0: Did you see... Uh, did you see his run yesterday in practice?
1: Did not, but I heard Beautiful. he was running over some people. Yep. Really, really getting excited. I heard he's been swearing a lot. I'm excited. I like I like Skittles. He's a good guy. Um, Vintage Marshawn. Marshawn Lynch. He's. It's, he's exciting. How do you not give the ball to Marshawn? Come on. This is why I hate the Seahawks. Give the ball to Marshawn. Yep. And that's what the Oakland Raiders are looking to do. Yep. They got rid of... Who was their running back this year? It was... Uh, uh,
0: Latavius Murray.
1: Latavius Murray. And he actually did very well. And Washington. Washington. They got rid of Washington. Yep. And they kept Latavius Murray. They're going to be splitting the bags. I can imagine Marshawn Lynch is going to be getting a strong amount of carries. Yep. You don't bring him back as a show bag, no. As someone who's going to be getting third down. I see him splitting the carries half and half.
0: I think... What we're going to do next week, obviously we're going to do our recaps because we're going to have many NHL and NBA games.
1: Yeah.
0: We're going to start breaking it down by conference next week.
1: You're talking NFL conferences? I'm talking NFL conferences. Okay, we're going to do a little bit of cap on the NBA, like you said. We're going to finish up NHL, tell you about that.
0: And then we're going to have a little bit of division talk next week. We're definitely going to have
1: some blunders. We're going to look hard for those next week. But we're going to start off with a division. We don't know which division yet. Stay tuned for that one primo division Per episode, yeah, you comment. Maybe per month, tell first. us,
0: you know us. Yeah, you Let know us, us know. Let us know what you, what conference you or what division you want us to go to. First. And if it's not the NFC East, you're wrong. Or the AFC West, we'll take either
1: one of those. We'll take those. The Oakland Raiders. Uh, it's, it's fun. But, it's a fun. One. And of course, you know, like I said last week, you gotta end it somewhere. Gotta end it somewhere. And uh, it, it, it's been a fun episode. We've got a new change in scenery. We've got a little less confusion, and I feel like we've really got some. High quality facts. facts, Some facts going on. So, like we ended it last week, uh, if you've got the time, we've got the lime. Come by and get another wedge, guys. Thank you.